Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. What did we see? We've talked a lot about Auburn the first hour of the show. What do we see is everything else that took place on Saturday that didn't have anything to do with Auburn per se. We discussed what stood out to us, what made national news, so on and so forth. So with that, Brian, would you like to go first? Treat your boys. Chill Boys underwear is designed for maximum comfort with enough space to keep you cool, calm, and comfortable. Chill Boys underwear will help you keep the boys close, uh, not too close. When the game is on the line, you won't break a sweat with Chill Boys underwear. Whether it's left boy, right boy, or both boys, Chill Boys provides your boys comfort like you've never felt. Visit chillboys.com and use code RAPPORT, that's R-A-P-P-O-R-T, and get 15% off of your order. Maximize your chill with Chill Boys. What did we see? You know, Mike hinted at this a little bit earlier, but second place in the West is wide open. I was so glad to see Mm. Arkansas looking very beatable. Regular. Ole Miss looking beatable. Mm. Mississippi State, not... They look good. At, their rain delay was too long. I didn't watch that game. I'm not going to act like I watched that game. That was way too long. Nobody on this side of the conference is unbeatable. Nobody is, except Bama's beatability is probably very small with the talent that they have. So knowing where we're at with our talent and where we're at in the development of our players, there's nobody on our side outside of Bama that I can say I can't see it for us. I can see it for all of us. For all the credit Lane Kiffin gets year to year as an offensive genius and guru, people are forgetting Matt Coral was in year two of his tenure at Ole Miss. The first year, he looked awful. He had like a sixth INT game or something like that. That was his first year. The second year means a lot for players coming back, man. He's got two quarterbacks who have never played. Well, Jackson Dart got some playing time, but this is his first year there with him. And Luke Altmaier may have been on the team last year but he didn't play. They are starting over at quarterback. You know how bad that is? We're talking about it right now. And and how TJ looks so rough. Everybody's got kinks to work out. KJ Jefferson, he uh, he's a big guy. He can run. He can throw. He throws okay. He throws okay. He is not Cam Newton. I get it. Everybody that's 6'6", that can run and has some power when they're running, gets compared to Cam Newton. Lord, please let that stop. K.J. Jefferson is not Cam Newton. He is okay throwing, and he holds the ball way too long because he thinks he can take any hit. We're going to eat him alive if he plays like that when he comes down here. Nobody on this side of the conference is completely unbeatable, but everybody outside of, of Bama, 
I'll say coin flip for us. And if we continue to improve, I would favor us in every game going forward outside of that Bama game for the rest of this year. Do not get down on your team in the offseason based on what media pundits say. Do not get too hype on any team in the offseason based on what media pundits say. We all thought Georgia would have looked a little bit worse. Whoo! The next one. Oh, Lord. Mm. All I'm saying is the West is wide open. We should be licking our chops, man. I'm still saying eight and four right now. I might bump it up depending on how we look the next couple of weeks. So I'm hey. Yeah. hey, hey, all right, B, all right. Uh, did you say something about Georgia? What did what? we see? Um, yeah. Um, I didn't see a lot of drop off, and I think was it at media days, uh, Mike, that that Kirby Smart says that they want to be the hunter. Yeah, they are no longer the hunted. He said, "We are here hunting. We've got." Sticks and bows and arrows and whatever right. you hunt with. I don't know what people hunt with these days, but <laughs> I think guns. That, that, but yeah, yeah they, they went to Dick Sporting Goods and they got whatever they needed, <laughs> <laughs> and they are going, and they are going after. And people. they got some ducks. They got they brought home plenty of ducks. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. What's Listen, the dinner tonight, um, honey? We have a duck. <laughs> one of the things that I have said about all. <laughs> One of the things I've said about Auburn in previous, especially when we've had really good defenses, is that we can't expect our defense to continue to bail us out of games. At one point, as guys begin to move on to the next level, graduate, leave Auburn, at some point the offense has to begin to carry our team. The defense will still be good, but it won't still have the guys or the dogs that made it really great which right, means you right. got to begin to raise your level of play on the opposite side of the ball. What we saw yesterday with Georgia was them elevating their play on the opposite side of the ball. Stetson Bennett looked phenomenal. Stetson Bennett was 25 of 31 for two touchdowns. Those were numbers that the guy who transferred out, they were expecting him to have mm-hmm, last right, year. Mm-hmm. right. He looks amazing. And see, that's why a team is still good year after year because they're not just relying on one, just one side of the ball to be good. They actually, Georgia's actually throwing the ball. Their leading rusher got 50 yards on the ground. That tells you just how much damage they was doing through the air. Mm. Against really good defenses in the SEC, Stetson, it'll be interesting to see how Stetson look but this was a great starting point for Georgia and for Stetson Bennett. This guy's played a lot of football, man. And it looks like the coaches are starting to trust him more. The players have rallied around. I mean, he's earned their respect and we're starting to see why Georgia is a, they're going to be a problem moving forward as expected, but I don't see much of a drop off in that team from the one that won the national title. Keep your eyes out for Georgia. And you know what's, what's very curious about this with Stetson Bennett? We talked in the offseason about QB room rankings. And I, Mike was like, hey, he's won a national championship. Give him his credit. And I was like, oh, he's okay. This is the first year that Stetson Bennett has prepared to play as the starter. It's so different when you actually get a chance to be the guy all offseason. You get reps with the other guys who are going to be the guys. 
And you get the chance to operate specifically with you at the helm and in control of the offense. It mm. makes a world of difference. Stetson Bennett beat us very squarely in 2020 when we went to Georgia and got embarrassed. He was okay. Last season, he didn't make these wor- otherworldly mistakes. He usually made a very big play, kept everything else steady. He was okay. Last uh, this Yesterday, he was outstanding. The first game... Following an offseason where he prepared to be the guy all offseason as a starter, he comes in and looks outstanding. Combined with his experience from before, it makes a difference, man. We got to give these people that credit. People can still improve regardless of what any fan base seems to think. People can improve year over year. Was that a case for TJ? I'm not sure that's a case for TJ, though. No, I mean, TJ didn't have the experience that Stetson Bennett had, though. Stetson Bennett started, like, what, like okay, 18 games over yeah, two years? Yeah, fair enough. I mean, yeah. I'm just the, the, he prepared to be the starter all offseason thing, I think, was uh, interesting. He, I mean, he did, but he did look better than he looked in versus South Carolina. He was actually in a quarterback competition the whole, all offseason. So. Yeah, yeah. So, like, um, Kirby did make it clear. I mean, I asked him the question at Media Days, like, hey, are you even having a competition? And he said that Stetson Bennett has earned the benefit of the doubt. I think he validated that. By leaps and bounds for sure. in, in game one. Now, I think some of it is Oregon just isn't as good as a lot of people thought they were. <laughs> but um, also, but also it is you have to give credit when you overwhelm an opponent that you should overwhelm. Right. Because lots of people go out there and underwhelm, especially in game one when they replaced so much on their team. So I, I, mean, you, I still give credit for going out there and looking that impressive, even if the opponent was... You know what I mean? The moment wasn't too big for them. I mean, now it was practically a home game, but, you know, they didn't have to travel far. Like, they stopped and got Chick-fil-A on their way to the stadium. Like, right. Right. What did you did there, by the way. What did we see? Uh, listen, man. Every week, I got a problem with my guy, Boomer. And he cost me money, man. NC State cost me money. because, And there's some bums. And they went out there and they didn't cover. They didn't do nothing that they were supposed to do but win the game. But they barely did that. Barely. They barely did that. Now, I think it's important to note that nobody is as good or as bad as we think they are in week one. Right. And that's it. I, I yield the rest of my time to Ike Jones. <laughs> Mike G out. Young athletes need the tools for success on the field and on the court. And now more than ever in the arena of business. In the new era of name, image, and likeness, Athletic Architects is here for young athletes and parents to help prepare for your financial futures. Let Athletic Architects start helping you build your house. Visit buildthehouse.com and let's build together. What did we see? I have four parts smoke to deliver today in regard to Oregon. Number one, head coach Dan Lanning, sir. After the game, you said, I didn't do a good enough job of getting my guys ready to play. You're right. They were completely ill-prepared to do anything that resembled football for that entire football game, offensively or defensively. They looked terrible. Your game plan wasn't terrible on offense, but we'll get back to why that didn't work. Where I have some issue with Dan Lanning is for some reason, inexplicably, at halftime, he gets an interview and he walks over and he says, we know what we need to do to, to bother Stetson Bennett. Sir, mm, mm. 
you did realize Stetson was going to start the game, right? It's not as if he came in inexplicably and you was like, oh, uh, you know what? We didn't prep for this, but during the half, I'll get him right for Stetson. He literally picked you apart for an entire half and you somehow still went into halftime saying, I know how to fix this and came back out in the second half and did the same thing. Stop talking, Dan Lanning, sir. Just don't talk anymore because now your coach speak just sounds stupid. Dumb. I'm very disappointed in you, sir. Mm. You were the defensive coach against these boys. You couldn't put a game plan together to go against the defense. You couldn't put a defensive game plan to stop them. Don't talk anymore. Terrible. That's part one. Number two. I want to talk to Oregon fans. The Oregon fans that told us all offseason how Bo Nix is now in a better place because he knew what he was getting into in Auburn. This is the first time he's going to have a real offensive line and blah, 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 and this and this and that, and how great it was going to look, and they were going to smash, and everybody needs to look out, and SEC over in Oregon fans. How you feeling today? As uh, our guy Paul Mahari said so eloquently on Twitter, you traveled all the way across the country to kick a field goal. <laughs> Oregon fans, how you feeling today? Because again, you told me all offseason the problem was Auburn. He's finally got a great offensive line. How you feeling? Okay. Number three. Fans of Bo Nix. I have no problem with you supporting whatever athlete you choose to support. That's not my problem here. You can support them wholeheartedly. My issue is you have for three years told those of us with two eyes and an ability to watch football that somehow every problem that existed with this young man at quarterback was everyone's fault except for that young man. And you told us somehow we were hating on Bo Nix and we should stop because he's an Auburn. Bo Nix does not play for Auburn University right now. Last I checked, the name on his jersey says Oregon. As a matter of fact, I actually hope he's successful. But you have to stop telling people with two eyes who watch the same football that you do that somehow his problems are everyone else's issue. Which brings me to the crux of my argument here. Bo Nix. Sir. It is clear to me that you do not like adversity. Case in point, your propensity to run away from pressure when it's coming in the pocket. Rarely do you stop and take a hit. Rarely. I'm not saying it never happens, but rarely do you do that. So adversity, for whatever reason, makes you run. I think that's fair to say. I see parallels in that in everything that you do in regards to how you do things with your career thus far. You had a quarterback competition that was looming at Auburn. You decided you wanted to take your ball and move to Oregon. Then you got there behind what has been touted as one of the best offensive lines in the country, very much experienced unit, and you couldn't score a single point. At some point in time, you have to realize maybe the problem isn't everybody else. Maybe I have a few things that I need to fix. 
You went from a system that was preparing you to go to the NFL, giving you NFL-type looks and throws, and you decided to go to a more simplified one-read system that you were more comfortable with and produced three points in your fourth year as a starting quarterback. Four years, same guy. Maybe there's a guy in the mirror that's to blame. Just maybe. I'm done. What did we see?